You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora, and we're back to talk more season 11 of The Walking Dead. Uh, We are going to talk about episode 9. This is technically... nobody even... okay. I was going to say, nobody even knows what I'm talking about. They're like, why are you talking about episode 10? You should be talking about episode 9. Aurora and I recorded a podcast for episode 9. And, uh, I absolutely messed up and failed, uh, completely, uh, uh, all of the, all of the software updated. And for some reason, whenever software updates, it wants to ruin all of your settings. And I'd forgotten about this. Aurora sounded just fine in my ear when we were talking, but on the actual digital file, you could barely hear her at all. Mm-hmm. So that whole mm-hmm. that whole episode, it's in the ether. It's the it's <laughs> digital garbage on my computer right now. My, my rant about the table is gone. <laughs> yes, forever <laughs> lost. I'm so sorry, Aurora. It was a good table rant. It really was. I mean, if you want to bring it up again, you you sure. can. But um, uh, the plan is. Uh, we're go- I'm going to read, I'll even read the paragraph. Um, mm-hmm. I'll read the paragraph that's here for the episode. And we'll, t- we'll maybe mention a couple things that we really liked, but in passing and tell you what we did give the episode before moving on to this week's episode. For all of you living in an alternate dimension where we released episode nine and everything <laughs> went fine, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, but sorry, missed out on this. Um, okay. So let's run through real quick. What happened in episode nine? No other way. Uh, the herd is destroyed. This is so much different now because we approached it from before the episode aired. Right. Uh, and we had to go based off of what we took in from the episode. Uh, but now that we're talking about it after it aired, uh, you, you get the whole Wikipedia paragraph for it. Uh, So the herd is destroyed by the Reapers, but Maggie's group escapes and enters into a dangerous cat and mouse game with the Reapers, killing several. The group captures Carver. Oh, that was his name. uh, (laughs) Whom Daryl offers to trade for Leah and the others leaving peacefully. After Gabriel kills their sniper, Leah takes the deal. However, a vengeful Maggie kills all the remaining Reapers in cold blood, aside from Leah, who Daryl allows to escape. Maggie returns for Alden, only to discover that he has died and reanimated. Recognizing that Maggie will never let go of her hatred for him, Negan departs on his own. The surviving members of Maggie's team return to Alexandria, which managed to survive the events of the storm on their own. Uh, With the food, where Daryl is finally reunited with Connie and Eugene arrives with Lance Hornsby. That's his name. Lance Hornsby. From the Commonwealth. 
And then we get a scene six months later uh, teasing what is to come where Maggie is leading a community in the ruins of Hilltop and has a standoff with the Commonwealth soldiers led by one Daryl Dixon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, Any fond memories from (laughs) from then, Aurora? I, I, I'm just thinking that Lance Hornsby sounds like a, such a, like a 50s uh, <laughs> name from a TV show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and honestly, the way he's dressed in like a suit and tie yeah. coming into this place, uh, he kind of gives that vibe, right? It's such a cartoony name. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I think it's the Hornsby that really it's the, does it's it. It's the Hornsby. It's not the Lance. It's the Hornsby. Yeah, I mean, Lance <laughs> helps. It aids, but it's really yes. Hornsby. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I really... I think we both really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was a really like coming back to The Walking Dead mm-hmm. um, and uh, action packed. Um, I was really shocked about Maggie shooting yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of badass. So mm-hmm. um, I can I can talk about my table. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> This uh, the Wikipedia page did not go over this. Yeah, will, I mean, will the passion still be there though from <laughs> the last episode? I'm still angry episode. about it. Okay, I mean, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, so there's a scene uh, where Judith and oh my god, what's Aaron's daughter's name? Ooh, Gracie. Gracie. Uh, Judith and Gracie are trapped in the basement and it's flooding and walkers are coming in. Um, and Aaron finds out. He goes in to save them. He goes in yep. the basement. Yep. Um, is able to push them through a window, the same window he came in. Yes. But when he goes in, he sees that they're both in on top of a table. Yeah. So they get out, mm-hmm. and then he's trapped. He cannot. Yes. He has nobody to help him get out of the window. Yeah. Um, other things happen, and then we go back, and he's like. Cl- like clinging through the pipes. Yes, on the in ceiling. The roof, yeah, in the ceiling. Yes, um, trying to get through, and I, I at that moment became enraged <laughs> because <laughs> I don't understand why he did not use the table. Why he didn't <laughs> just move the table to the window? Just move the table to the window and climb. You can. <laughs> you, you could have done that. Especially since uh, the pipe broke as he's like inchworming across yeah. it. Yes. Um, so, you know, what so Lydia had to come to the rescue and you know what, Aurora? somehow put that rope. <laughs> I don't know. You know what, Aurora? <laughs> what might enrage you more? Mm-hmm. Like, and Aaron almost died. Like, he, we, he we talked died. about, we yeah. laughed a lot about this. Like, he tried to inchworm yeah. his way across on this pipe. And uh, rem- reminder to everyone, Aaron only has one arm. His other arm yes. is like a metal arm with like a spiky it's mace spike, on it. Spike mace, yeah. Which you cannot <laughs> grip onto anything with that. <laughs> no. no. Um, it might have been the reason the pipe broke. But and he was wet. He was wet, too. Yes. So here's what I'm imagining. We did not bring up this scenario, but you know what? Maybe this is a sign, Aurora. Maybe it's a Mm -hmm. good thing that that episode didn't turn out very well. uh, And we have to talk about it now because I've just thought of a scenario and because we were joking about it uh, before. But like we were talking about how Lydia would be like, why didn't you just move the table? Why did I have (laughs) to set up this whole rope rig to like pull you out of there? And I'm now imagining a scenario because we don't see how he gets onto the pipe. So I'm now imagining a scenario where he's in there and he looks and in one corner, there's the table 
And then he looks, oh, and yeah. in another corner, there are zombies. And then he looks at the window, and then back at the table, and then back at the window, and then back at the table, and then grabs the table, and then moves it, and then stands on the table to climb onto the pipes. <laughs> no, that's absolutely what happened. That's why I'm so upset. <laughs> that's why I'm so upset, because that's the only way he could get there. You know what, Aurora, the table, right? <laughs> I mean, we weren't there. Maybe. The t- and it, the table was mostly underwater. It's possible... Yep for some reason that this table was bolted into the cement and it was unmovable. Perhaps that was the case. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. Perhaps Maybe it wasn't, it was one yeah. of those, I mean, we all, if everyone goes into their basement, I'm sure they will find a table bolted to the ground. Everybody has those. It's, it's very common. Um, so I'm sure that's a very easy explanation. Yeah. Um, yep. I really loved the Maggie Negan stuff. It's always been mm-hmm. good. Uh, we mentioned in the last uh, the Phantom podcast that Negan leaving is good timing for the show because we're moving in a different direction. Things aren't going to go well. Uh, duh, they never do. Uh, and Although, you know what? Now that we've seen the next episode, I kind of wish to have seen Negan and the Commonwealth. Oh, my goodness. That would like have been his interesting. Reaction, his mm-hmm. reaction to it. Yep. Um, but they did this great... Um, there was this great scene between Gabriel and the Reapers priest. That was a great scene. And, uh, you know, this big tease at the end was so good. And mm-hmm. uh, it was even better getting to watch what happened in the next episode. Um, yeah. So, yeah, before we start talking about that, I gave that episode a four. And yep. Aurora, I believe you did as you well. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So um, it's Yes. Excellent. Fours all around. So now we can finally talk about the new episode. Uh, Episode 10 of season 11 called New Haunts. And most of the people uh, from Alexandria have gone to the Commonwealth now. And they're living there. uh, And have been living there for at least a little bit anyway. Mm -hmm. Some time has passed between episodes 9 and 10. Um, The only people we have not seen are Maggie. Who else did they mention? Who they haven't right. seen. Maggie and somebody else. Lydia, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. they're they are gone. We have not we have not seen them. So we have uh it's Halloween time in the Commonwealth, and the Commonwealth is very much like um a city from before. Yeah, and yeah. this def I mean this definitely gets uh, mentioned, right? But mm-hmm. um, the uh, it's it's Halloween. They like right away. There is a like a meta nod to it because yeah. Daryl Daryl is with uh, Judith and RJ, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, they run into a walker, and Daryl's like, "Hey, hey, man, that's enough." And this guy's like, oh, cool, dude. Like, they're in a haunted, they're like in a little haunted house thing for Halloween. Um, and oh, by the way, I, I love that Jerry is in a tiger yes. <laughs> costume. Um, and there's like a whole thing with like she was collar and mm-hmm. everything, all of that stuff, like really sweet stuff. But those are kind of minor story details. The real story here is. Um, we're mostly following Daryl and Rosita as they undergo military training led by Mercer. 
and Carol gets interested in Ezekiel's medical condition and she sort of breaks into the hospital to learn that he needs uh, surgery and a transplant or something and he's really low on the list though and somewhere Carol still cares for him or loves him or you know whatever and she starts following around Lance Hornsby Aurora <laughs> yes and starts listening in on some of his conversations and realizes that he needs to impress the leader of of um what is this place called the commonwealth the commonwealth what is her mm-hmm. name pam pamela i think uh, so i think yeah. her name is uh pamela milton and yeah. she, and we learn not only is she the leader of the commonwealth but she is the daughter of the last president of the United States yeah, uh, as well. Or at least a president of the mm-hmm. United States. It's not specifically noted that. Right. But right. she's the daughter of a president. And um, she is also the mother of that really annoying kid that we've met before in the Commonwealth. <laughs> and boy, do we get to see him a whole oh bunch Oh, my God. More. That guy sucks. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> I don't even remember what his name is. Um, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't care for, I don't care for that character. Dickhead <laughs> Milton, I think his name is. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> uh, yep. He's such a prick. Uh, but yep. he he's also... I mean, how... I'm sorry. I have to just... How do you manage to be spoiled in the zombie apocalypse? I don't get it. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I mean, they're very... They're very... Uh, you know like sheltered his name is sebastian by the way great a a fitting name for that (laughs) jerk um but uh so you've got all of these things going on right uh carol's trying to help lance with uh get him some wine for this gala this halloween gala that they're throwing and um you know because if she can get lance's ear then maybe he can help ezekiel move up the uh, the transplant list or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other side of the story is Rosita and uh, Daryl, like going through this training and Daryl, we know Daryl, you know, he's a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like he can work in a team, but like Mercer's whole thing. And by the way, Mercer continues to be a great and fun character. We'll talk about. Oh yeah. Him a I, bit I like him a lot. Yep. But, um, like, you know, they go through the training and Daryl is just like a one man army, like forgetting about his partner. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. And they get punished by having to help boost the ego of Sebastian Milton. Uh, and he and Daryl do not get along. Of course. And um, this all really, everything kind of comes together at the gala. But before we get to the gala real quick, uh, we do get to see some of our other uh, characters a little bit. Like we get to reconnect with Princess. She's running a record store. And mm-hmm. Judith makes a friend who buys her an, a record because Judith doesn't have any money. Yeah, and and let me just say that Princess is wearing a crown. Princess is now wearing a crown. Yeah, well, I mean, you marketing, Aurora. You yeah. go to Princess's <laughs> record shop. Yeah, she um, looks great. And she wears it everywhere she goes, too, by the way. It's yeah. not just for at work. I would, too. Right? I would too. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, and by the way, the record that Judith gets is Motorhead. And I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness. Okay, that's a <laughs> hell of a way to start your record collection, yeah, little child. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Um, and Daryl does buy her like this tiny little record player. player and yeah. I love the idea of this little child record player just playing Motorhead. It's just so goofy mm-hmm. to me, but I loved it. Um, yep. And of course, they listen to it. Uh, that being said, everything kind of comes together at this gala. Um, there is some heavy flirting between Princess and Mercer because mm-hmm. Princess is just there to be like, yay, celebrities. Like, they all have their local celebrities. Right, uh, right. Like Sebastian Milton, of course. People don't realize that he's a prick. And they're like, oh, it's Sebastian. Uh, Lance Hornsby shows up and people are cheering, but... It's only because Mercer is right behind him and they start cheering for Mercer and Lance's face. It's so great. He's like, damn it. They still still don't love Lance Hornsby. Uh, Mm -hmm. But a princess is like flirting hard with him. And Mercer's like, you want to just come in with me? And she's like, yeah. You know, there's one line that didn't quite get me because he goes up to the door guy and he's like, she's with me. And she, by the way, again, she has a crown and she's she wearing, right. a, she's wearing a nice dress. Yes. And they, they were g- like, oh, there's, there's a dress code. Yeah. And I was like, she's, she's dressed appropriately. She's, for she's dressed up. <laughs> she's more dressed yeah. up than I am. I'm in jeans. What is she and a supposed sh- to wear? Right. <laughs> she's in a dress. Her dress is so fancy. It has a bow tied on the back. Like that's yeah, a fancy time. Like Daryl and Rosita are at the door with the same clothes they, they use to yeah. Get, walkers earlier they're black pants black shirts and they're there yeah (laughs) daryl's face still has blood on it and they're like (laughs) guarding the door um yeah but they go in so the whole the whole uh the whole thing revolves around this gala because like from the moment like from the moment they went inside the gala like i knew the story they were telling immediately which Mm -hmm. is uh but they really hammer it home which is, um, you know, the uh, there's a there's a class division here, right? You know, the the rich people, the affluent people, they get to enjoy all of the amenities as if nothing has changed at all. And Daryl, who's like at the bottom of the barrel in this military outfit, like him mm-hmm. and Judith and RJ. Which, by the way, Daryl is being a great dad in Rick's absence. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like such a good dad. I mean, he, I guess he's like just like a big brother to them or whatever, yeah. but he's in that role. Uh, uncle. But they're in this tiny apartment with noisy ass neighbors, like just blaring music and they're eating on the floor because they have no furniture and stuff. And meanwhile, at this gala, it's like out of anything you would see outside of the zombie apocalypse, like in the real world. Um, yeah, there's a scene where they're preparing the food and one of the servers is like, oh, mango, my kids will never have this. Yeah. Um, because that's only for the rich people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it immediately reminded me of, um, I thought it was like an excellent callback because there were things like, you know, people love ice cream now. But there was a time when ice cream was so rare that it was only for the wealthy. Right. Um, and there is like that division is still happening here. And there is, uh, while the gala is going on, there is a waiter who, well, I mean, one of the waiters is, um, oh gosh, what's her name? 
Oh, it's breaking my heart that I can't remember her yeah, name. I don't remember her name either. Um, but she's not thrilled to be there. But she's part of the group. Uh, but she's a waiter. But one of the waiters is recognized as one of the soldiers, especially by Princess, because it's the guy that Princess kind of like tricked and then beat up. Um, mm-hmm. Because he failed at his job, he lost everything and was busted down. He no longer has money. He lost his place to live. And all he wants to do is talk to the president, I guess, of the Commonwealth. And, uh, but things go south quickly and he ends up taking her aid as a hostage. And from the get go, he's like, you know, you don't care about us. You care about paintings and galas and, you know, we, there needs to be better, uh, better representation and pay for workers and more equality and all of this stuff. And she's giving the very, you know, I see you, I hear you, let's talk this out. Um, all that stuff. And very typical response that you would see from any politician or whatever in a situation where they're being confronted by their horribleness. And uh, the dude escapes, uh, but Daryl tracks him down. And this guy is like pleading with him, you know, telling him his story. And Daryl's like, yeah, but you still got family. Like, you can't do this Mm -hmm. to them. And Daryl talks him down. And arrests him, but then he runs into Dickhead Milton, and you know he's like, "Oh, you did something right finally." And Daryl sees an opportunity here, and he's like, "No, you you got him. You you take him in because um, I'm not sure what Daryl's end game is here. End game is, but uh, he's got he's looking to get ins with this jerk kid. Yeah, yeah. I saw it like he wants to get his trust. Yeah, yeah. So he's appealing to his vanity here. And they take the guy back. And then in a scene behind the closed curtains where it's like Mercer and Daryl and Rosita and the president and Dickhead Milton and all that stuff. um, You know, he's like, there's thousands of us like doing something to me isn't going to change anything. And then, you know, the president's like, is there thousands more? And Lance is like, nope. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, there. (laughs) Oh, ton, probably more. Um, And, you know, she's like, make sure there aren't. And as soon as they leave, Daryl looks over at Rosita and gives this amazing look of like, fuck, another place where people are shitty. Um, Like that didn't last long at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the line, I wish I could remember her name, but when Rosita goes to question, oh, it's her, not Magna Magna. Is it Magna? Yeah. Okay. So when Rosita goes to question her, um, yeah. When Rosita goes to question her about, you know, do you know the, did you know this guy or do you know how he got in here or whatever? She's being pretty coy. Like she might actually know too what happened and just isn't telling Rosita. But all she says is that this place is just like a city from before. And you know what that, and you know what that was like. And Rosita was like, yeah, I do. And I thought it was this amazing commentary on, um, in a way, this was one of the, we've watched some depressing episodes of this show Mm -hmm. In a way, 
this was maybe the most depressing episode of The Walking Dead I've ever watched. Because even in a place where people were able to essentially keep the remnants of the life before, like the amenities and the buildings and the community and all of that stuff, um, they kept everything else that was awful. And it left me with this sense of like, this is no better than the zombie apocalypse. And like, what do you like? What is the end goal? You know, Uh, especially when you think about like this specific group that we followed since season one, right? Like mm -hmm. all the people that they've encountered that have been shitty leaders and all of them have gone down. Right. And Mm -hmm. then they've been able to see all that. And now going to something like this, it has to be that's it has to be like, I don't know. I don't know even how to process it. Right. Because it's the people in the Commonwealth are so sheltered. Mm -hmm. They have no like they have no idea what's outside. And I think that's why they've kept this power uh, struggle, because they have no idea what it is to be outside of the walls. Yeah, they're so they're very closed in and holding on. You know, it's it's just amazing that when everything falls away. I mean, it's such a depressing thought to me that like if we're if everything that holds all this crap together falls away, but somebody somewhere is able to hold on to a little bit of what was before that there's a good chance that they'd also hold on to a lot of the worst elements of that uh, society. And I mean, it's not overly surprising but it was so dis i mean look no, they're easy money yeah i mean like, look in walking <laughs> dead in walking dead we've learned if something is too good to be true it probably is it, it always and it is been, yeah. this has been by far the most tr- uh, like too good to be true place mm-hmm. um and, and there's a moment that daryl says something about that because carol says something like you know maybe we don't have to do anything here like it's, it seems everything is fine and daryl was like no there's always something yeah that has to be done well i mean yeah Yeah. because that was society before all of this um you know people were fighting for survival in a different way and it's you know it's so disheartening because we've been watching these people for you know a decade plus fighting for survival in the world that they were in only to find some respite in this place that was a reminder of how things used to be only to find out that not only are they like how things used to be, they're exactly like how things used to be. Right. Um, all the way down to you have to fight for your survival here too, just in a in a different way. And you know, I think it's a, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a great commentary of like, eh, who cares what's going on around us? We're just focusing on us. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, like where Rosita and Daryl and everybody else is living right now, th- those apartments that are terrible. Yeah. Um, they were living better in Alexandria. They had a house. Yeah, they were. Each, each person had a house. Right? They were pretty <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, I know they were like, the food was short and they were, you know, the the, the storm passed and all that. But at least it was like a better sense of community than, yeah. than here. They so. didn't have a lot of electricity, but they had some. Yeah. They had some. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was just crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Um, but a great change of, for the show, a great change of scenery 
Mm-hmm. Things feel different and fresh now. I feel like we're not going to get a lot of zombie stuff for a little bit. Right. Um, I mean, that makes sense. But we're just going to get a, a bunch of like shitty people doing shitty things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at least it's putting our characters in, in a different uh, a different place for now. Right. Um, but now I can actually kind of finally see an end game for the yeah. show a little bit because I feel like if we are if we are barreling towards an ending where they remove the corrupt elements and then try to build a better society with that place as the starting point. Right. Like that's a good I feel like that's as good a way as any to end the show without, you know, doing a and we found a cure for the zombie thing. Which And here's yeah. here's my theory. Okay. Because the last episode we saw at the end, Daryl coming with the stormtroopers <laughs> <laughs> yes. to Maggie, to Hilltop. Yes. Um, and Maggie says, we don't have to do this. And he says, yes, we do. Yeah. And it seems like they're going to attack Hilltop. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen this episode, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like Daryl is going to recruit Maggie to go to the Commonwealth to help take it over. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like may oh th- like maybe yeah. those guys are all like you know oh, uh, it's like they're part of the resistance yeah like fight the power people I yeah. mean they do find that at the end when uh, we do get that Motorhead uh, yeah <laughs> like, eat the rich <laughs> kind of, eat the rich by Motorhead yeah. um, and Rosita like they break into an apartment and they find a hidden room behind a closet and it's all like yeah. you know paraphernalia for this but. Uh, and Rosita has this moment because, like, the graffiti is all, like, you know, paintball stormtrooper helmets with, like, bullet right. holes in them and stuff. And she yep. sort of has this moment of, like, oh, shit, are we the bad guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Great. I thought this was a fantastic episode. But oh yeah. Uh, any anything else, Aurora, about episode 10? And what would you give it? I I just want to say that the beginning of this episode really turned me off. Not in the sense of, like, it was bad. It Mm -hmm. was just that I think it was a good introduction to the Commonwealth because Daryl and going with the two kids through this haunted maze full of zombies was, like, the perfect um, representation of the Commonwealth because they're, like, treating the zombies as a joke. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just a prop. Right. Yeah, I'm like Where, how traumatizing for Judith and RJ. Exactly. It's like it's like if you were like having to go through a haunted maze that was full of the things that cause PTSD for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, and it, it's just a disregard for what people are going through outside. That oh, just just make it like a Halloween maze with the zombies. And I'm like, yeah, that's very like t- that's terrible. Yes. <laughs> um. So I I thought that was like a really nice way for the show to introduce the common them going to the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I gave this a four and a half. I really liked it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I love this episode. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, I thought it, aside from the just really good from an episode standpoint, I loved all the the layers and the allegory and yep. commentary on today's society, like. I really got a sense that they were saying, like, look, guys, the way things are right now, it's really no better than the zombie apocalypse. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of like if you're desperate enough when things are bad enough, 
you're willing to just accept the way things are um, to get by, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're desperate enough, you'll just play by the rules eventually. Uh, Right. I love, I love all of that stuff. I came dangerously close. I gave this four and three quarters. Mm -hmm. I came dangerously close to giving this a five. Uh, I really liked this episode. Yeah. So yeah, good job. Walking dead people. Um, once again, uh, apologies to everybody, uh, for screwing up on episode, uh, nine on that episode of the podcast. And of course, uh, also thank you to everybody in the alternate dimensions, uh, that did get to hear that episode and enjoyed it. Um, hopefully you got to hear my table read twice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, there probably is a universe somewhere where they've heard both episodes now, uh, Double the table rant. Uh, look, uh, it's uh, Aurora's table is going to exist forever. That could become a shirt on the <laughs> website. Uh, don't tempt me. I will actually highly consider amazing. it. <laughs> I will highly consider this. Um, okay, so that's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support, there are a couple of different ways that you can do that. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. The links for those are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead. Hit subscribe. And that way you can join us for more Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 11 called Rogue Element. Mm -hmm.